0: Happy Thursday, y'all. It's me, Jazimar, with another episode of The Great Overthinker. Today, I have someone with me who is a friend of a friend of a friend who we (laughs) met at a friend function. (laughs) Um, And we've just been cool ever since. So it's just been good vibes. So. Yes, I'll let him introduce his full self, but you know he's doing a lot of big things, and I'm really excited for him and the things that he's doing, and excited for him to share you know, with us on the show today. So, without further ado, I would like to
1: introduce
0: Rocky to the show. Yay.
1: Yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? Um, hey, hey, first hey. off, thank you for having me here, um, and sure. to everybody out there, my name is Rocky Collins. I am a entrepreneur and businessman in the skincare space um also a digital content creator and having all of the good fun living that best life in los angeles hey so how how's your week been so far um so far so good this has actually been a super productive week because um father's day press runs started the day after mother's day so Everybody who has any brand that's geared towards men is like literally in a press blitz right now going crazy pitching editors like every single day. Um I think Monday we sent out like 68 pitches. Like it's it's yeah, <laughs> it's that um, time of year. Uh, yeah, yeah, That sounds like a lot. It is, but it's exciting because like you just never know. Um, like there's so much coverage for like men's brands right now. So you can wake mm-hmm. up one day and see like you know your product featured. On Vogue or something like that like you just never know right now so it's exciting it is I can't wait to get into that um, in our talk today
0: so oh. I sent you a wheel of randomness to spin uh, are you ready <laughs> to spin
1: it I am you want me to press it now
0: yes all right
1: but... it says I stand
0: I stand cool so, I stand is basically just tell us someone that you stand. Uh, it could be a celebrity. Well, let's go with celebrity. So, what celebrity do
1: you stand that's out right now? Or uh, maybe they're they're not out now, but, and tell um, us why. Yeah, the biggest celebrity I stand is Beyonce, by far.
0: <laughs> right answer.
1: You no know, you know, shocker there, right? But it's just like, I think, above all i admire her work ethic above anything she just goes so hard and when i've seen her live like two or three times now and like to see somebody going full out dancing full out singing full out giving like a story full out production full out lighting Mm -hmm. like to just have somebody literally push themselves and their work ethic so crazy i think it's so admirable and it's so inspiring inspiring so Yeah. yeah i stand beyonce above all else
0: Yeah, so we need a uh, a Beyonce moment because I would say the same thing for sure. I think, I mean, I don't know how far back you were um, you followed her career, but I definitely remember like Destiny's Child coming out. Yeah, and like this is something different. This is cool, and like just seeing the evolution and how you know she and the rest of the girls. You know, throughout their career, have found ways to push themselves and walk more yeah. into who they are. Because you know, I don't think I thought she would be where she is today, but I knew she would be. Like she's something. Like I don't know what it is, but she's something. So yeah, it's just cool to yeah. see her. I mean, we can go on. Like <laughs> there's so much stuff to say. I know. I
1: know. I mean, I wasn't. I'm- I wasn't too much of a stand like way back in the Destiny's Child days. I definitely mm-hmm. liked them and their music and I thought they were gonna be huge. I thought she was gonna be huge, but it wasn't until like the Mrs. Carter World Tour era that I was like, oh, like this woman is a performer. She is different. She is iconic. Her work ethic is like no other. That yeah. was like the moments where I was like, oh wow.
0: Yeah. We give you your flowers, Beyonce. Every day. Oh, we love you so much.
1: <laughs> You're my screensaver. Cool.
0: Right. <laughs> I know I've seen her on your um you do your vision boards and stuff. I feel like she's on there every year. She's
1: on in the current version of it, she's on there four times. I get it. And it makes sense. Cool. You don't have to explain. I'm here. You know. for it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And
0: it's funny too, because you know, we're gonna get into in our talk today about being an entrepreneur. And Mm. Beyoncé is definitely one of those who set a crazy example for how to do that on your own terms. So I'm excited to get into our talk and it makes sense that you stand (laughs) Beyoncé, for sure, given all the things that you've been doing. Cool. So obviously you're on The Great Overthinker. So tell us, do you consider yourself an overthinker or not really?
1: I do. I consider myself a huge overthinker. Um, not always in a good way, too, though. Like, I posted a tweet yesterday. And uh, let me pull up my Twitter. Oh, I tweeted, For all the overthinkers out there, instead of assuming the worst, let's try imagining the absolute best. Because, like, it's hard not to overthink. But usually when you think about overthinking, you're probably overthinking things in a negative analytical way. You know what I mean? Like rarely do we overthink and just like overthink in this fantasy land and just like think about the best case scenarios that pop up. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, I am a huge mm-hmm. overthinker. And unfortunately, most of the time, it's always like <laughs> anxiety ridden. Like, oh my God, what if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't work out? What if I don't mm-hmm. get this? What if I blah, blah, blah? Like <laughs> so much to get done. What if I don't do it all? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Definitely an overthinker. Definitely trying to like work on making sure that overthinking thoughts are more positive than negative. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I get it 100%. And, you know, that definitely goes into our conversation today. Our overthought is about starting a business, what it takes to do that, the overthinking that comes along with that. And, you know, Rocky is someone who has started a business. I've seen it from, you know, beginning stages from that very first you know instagram post and you're like i don't know what this is but cool and you know you can kind of see where it's gone from there and it's been really really exciting to watch so you know as someone who is driving this product you know tell us a little bit about the product and also you know what has been your journey into being an entrepreneur
1: yeah so the products right now we have Um, three skincare products and one grooming product. And the skincare products are all like algae and seaweed based. Um, We have a face wash cleanser, um, a toner, and then a face moisturizer, a vitamin C based moisturizer. Mm -hmm. And then our grooming product that we just launched at the top of this year, 2021, is our MVP beard pencil, which is like not even mm-hmm. which is that. It is our number one bestseller right now. It's
0: everywhere. It's everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that thing had, it just took on a life of its own in ways that's like honestly blew my mind. So i um, definitely excited about that. Um, and then you said, what was the journey like? Um, yeah. So I mean, I'll,
0: I'll be more specific. So can you tell us basically what led you to start this specific line like what what about yeah. skincare did you have um were you already part of the skincare industry like what led you to start this
1: um so like two things one was i was at a point in my life where you know i was in a different place um in terms of like i wasn't a newbie in my career anymore like i was a little bit more um advanced and with that i just kind of wanted to level up everything else in my life like you know from mm-hmm. My clothes to everything else. I just wanted nicer things. And I was at a point in my life where I could do that. And at one point, the one part of my life that I really couldn't find like more premium things that I enjoyed was in a skincare space. So, and I was like trying like all the kills and all these other things. And I would mm-hmm. I remember one time I spent like 68 bucks on like a two-ounce bottle of something from Sephora. <laughs> yeah. And like it just still wasn't it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had got like pretty frustrated by not seeing like a, a premium skincare brand for men like out on the market. So between that and then also at the time, I was doing like a um a freelance contract with L'Oreal's men's brand here in LA. So I was like working in their like men's office on their grooming brand out here while I was like trying to find a premium grooming brand for men outside. And just those two things combined. And I was like, you know what? Like there isn't one in the space right now. There's a need for, you know, what I could offer. And so I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Um, So that's what like got me to, to get started. Yeah, that's dope. So tell me, you mentioned a little
0: bit, I mean, I can kind of allude to it or, you know, understand where it comes from, but tell us a little bit about the passion, I guess, that comes behind it. Because I know, you know, and I'll ask you this later, you know, everyone, well, a lot of people want to start their own business and they're thinking about kind of what can make them money and, you know, kind of what's not in the market right now, things like that but not everyone has a passion associated with it or something that they're interested in. So for you, sounds like, you know, you were already into skincare and this is a void that you saw and you kind of went for it. So, you know, tell us a little bit how your passion is attached to, you know, your products.
1: Yeah, so I think, I will say that I think more so than, you know, being into skincare the more rooted passion for me comes from a place of just like wanting to have the highest confidence and the highest self-esteem that i could possibly have Mm -hmm. and a big part of that is how i feel about myself when i look in the mirror and so what made me so what makes me so passionate about cali handsome and like any everything from our skincare products to our grooming products is that we're able to like offer products to help guys feel great about themselves. Cause like, you know, like when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you just move different. Like you just, when you're feeling yourself, you might go into work and kill that presentation or you might shoot your shot in the DM or like, there's so many things that you'll do and you'll have the confidence to do when you feel like you look good. And that is like the biggest passion behind why I got into skincare and why I started introducing like different grooming tools and like, if I could just help one person feel good about themselves, thankfully, like, you know, we've helped a lot of people and people have been leaving reviews and sending DMS and making all this user generated content. That is the shit that really gets me going. Like that is where the passion is. So I'm just thankful that like my passion has aligned with a mission, which has also just happened to align with an opportunity space um, in the market. Yeah. So dope. So
0: I, you know i've been watching you for a while and you know it's like a train that's moving like there's new products yeah. the marketing is excellent i remember sending you something i was watching i don't know what i was watching something random and no i was playing a game like a random game and you know i get these ads in between the games and it was your product and i was like yo this is so dope so, yeah, so you know strange. i know yeah, I know that there's so much work that that goes into it. And, you know, some people may feel, you know, at this point, super successful. Um, you know, this is a full-time thing that you're doing. Can you yeah. take us back to, you know, the decision? There was a point in time where, you know, you're working a nine to five and then you're like, I got to do this thing full-time. So yeah. tell us, like, what that process was like for you and how did overthinking play into it? or if it did and how did you overcome it to push through
1: yeah so i think having a 9 to 5 while i launched this brand was super helpful just because like well it's help it definitely comes with its disadvantages too but more so than anything it was helpful because it one allowed me to like finance the production and development of these products and i was able to take my time because i didn't have any financial pressure of like oh this 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 brand needs to start making money to pay my bills. Like my bills were already paid for my nine to five. So I was able to really organically take my time to like really perfect our formulas, perfect, like, and tweak our marketing and and speak to our audience and get our visuals to the the standard that I wanted them to be. So working a nine to five was definitely helpful in that regard. Um, I would say that the, where it got really tricky was one, it's kind of like a crutch because mm you could get lazy a little bit because like there's really no urgency for you to get your brand off the ground at that point. You know what I mean? Because you're not like relying on it at any, in any way. And so sometimes I see people and they're like, yeah, bro, I got this company I'm working on. And then like two years later, I'm like, what are you doing? And it's still in the same spot. Like they haven't launched, they haven't done anything. And it's like, because they have no urgency, they're so comfortable. And it's like, they're really they need a kick in the ass to like really get going. And I think working a nine to five while you start your company can have that little, that little disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so than anything with me, it, I had got to a point where like working my nine to five job, which really wasn't even nine to five, it was like seven to seven, um, mm-hmm. working in fashion and product development and all that type of stuff. And flying to New York all the time, it literally started to take so much out of me. And at that time, the company was growing so much too. So it was like, look, I got to feed this, my little baby engine over here, my little engine that could, that's like on the trails and moving. Like I need to feed it more of me. And Mm -hmm. I just hit a point where I'm like, look, I can't continue to do my nine to five and then also keep up with like the traction, the momentum that my business is doing right now. So at the end of the day, it's like, look, it's going to be this this nine to five corporation that I have no um, investment in, or it's going to be really going after my dreams and my legacy and building like something that's tied to my mission. And so I chose the latter. Wow.
0: Well, so Can you tell us? Because there's a couple of things. Like for me, I think owning a business and running a business is cool. I don't know if I really want to do that, but you know, what was or what were the steps you took as far as making that decision? So, yeah, you you, you had to make it, but was there. I mean, did you have to like save or, I mean, I don't want to get all in your business, but like, I think yeah, yeah. that is the the thing for people where a lot of them, I think, know, like, look, I have to, you know, figure out how I'm not going to do this nine to five so I can focus on my job. But also I need yeah. it, you know, and there's different types of jobs that can allow you the flexibility to kind of do both things some people don't have that that opportunity to have a job that gives them a little flexibility to work on their personal jobs or personal projects. Um, So what did that like literally look like for you? Was it a like, oh, I may have to, you know, do it out for a little bit or, you know, was it saving for a little bit or, you know, how did you set yourself up for success um, in that realm?
1: Yeah. So I definitely, because my job working in fashion on the corporate side of fashion was so demanding, I definitely did not have one of those jobs where I could, um, do both. Like it just, it wasn't, Mm. it wasn't possible for me to do both. And so my kind of approach was I was just like kind of stacking to give myself some runway. Um, and my goal was to try to give myself, you know, I don't even know if I had a target in my mind. I just kept like, oh, I gotta I can't wait till I hit a certain number in my savings account where I can like just leave that job mm. and focus on my own thing full time. But I didn't I didn't never really set a number, but I just kept thinking that. And then it was a conversation that I had with a friend, and I was just telling her about how stressed out I was and like I would literally randomly get like these aches and headaches and stuff from being like mm-hmm. so stressed out by trying to do everything simultaneously, like my nine to five and continue to grow Cali handsome. And then I had got to a point where like, I started to get like chest aches too. And then she was just like, look, like that ain't going to work. You're going to kill yourself trying to do all this. So you got to make a choice. And at the end of the day, I think my thought process was like, look, the best we can do is give ourselves time. So at that point I had enough in my accounts to pay all of my bills for four months and in my mind, I'm like, look, if you really go hard, a lot could change in a month, let alone four months. So just see what you can make happen, really give it everything you got. And at some point you really do have to like roll the dice and like bet on yourself. Like, do you bet on yourself? Do you trust God? Like, do you believe in your company enough? Um, And are you willing to put in the work to do whatever it takes to get it going? And that was my mindset when I was just like, you know what? It's going to kill me to do both of these. So I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to pick building my own legacy. And hey, look, I got a four-month runway. Let's go hard. Let's make it happen. Um, So that was like my mindset, like right when when I chose to leave my nine-to-five, which I Mm -hmm. did during the pandemic. (laughs) So that was (laughs) another thing, but... That probably pushed me to do it even more because, you know, during a pandemic, a lot of people were getting laid off. I didn't get laid off, but Mm -hmm. the people who didn't get laid off, we started to have to do the work of the people who did. So (laughs) now I was working 16 hours a day and it was just way too much. Um, But yeah, so that was my outlook. I was like, look, I got four months worth of a runway right now. I trust myself. I've never failed when I bet on myself. I trust God. Like I trust my company. Let's Mm -hmm. make it happen. That was literally my outlook when I did that. And that was like June of 2020.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that because, you know, I think people may have these ideas in their head. They just don't know what steps, you know, to take. We're yeah, also yeah, realizing like it's a different path for different people. So, you, exactly. know, you know, that is the, the steps that you took to, you know, make sure that you were able to work full time on your your own business but you know, someone else may have like a different route. So thanks for sharing. You gotta know know
1: what you can stomach. You gotta know what you can stomach and you gotta know what you're willing to sacrifice. Like I was willing to sacrifice in order to save during those times Mm -hmm. when I was at my nine to five. Like I wasn't going out as much and all that because I was just putting everything extra into my savings because I knew I was gonna leave. And also, (laughs) also, like that's understanding what I was willing to like sacrifice. And then on the other side of that, you gotta just know like what your risk tolerance is. Like, I was willing to risk it all to be like, look, I'm gonna give myself four months, I'm gonna just go hard. And like, you know, it is what it is. Some people don't have that in them. Like, they would literally be paralyzed in bed if they were like, Oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen. I only have four months to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. it is definitely different things for different people. Um, but I think when it comes to entrepreneurship and launching a business in general, like you can't have one foot in and one foot out. It just literally doesn't work. I've tried it for so long. It does not work. Like at some point, if you are really going to do the entrepreneurship route, like you have got to jump at some point. Um, That's a word. I'm here for it. So, right.
0: So, so you're in the business, you're, you're doing this full time. I now want to ask you a little bit about, your support system and what that looks like. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what did the team look like? How big was the team? Or Like, were you doing
1: everything? Uh, The team was a grand old team of one (laughs) um, for ever. And I mean, right now, like I have an intern right now who is helping me out twice a week, two days a week. She's in her, uh, finishing up her MBA program. And all that. And she's probably about to get a full time job now that she's done with her master's program. But Mm -hmm. up until like the past three months, I've literally since April of 2019, I've been doing everything by myself. And yeah, but the reason why when I refer to the company, I say we a lot is because like there's been so many people that have like helped in tremendous ways along the way. Like you spoke about my marketing earlier. Sure, like I produce all the content and oversee everything and direct everything, but I still have amazing videographers and editors that I've collaborated with um, that help put that stuff together. I have an amazing photographer that like I come to him with an idea. He'll find a way to not only execute, but to make it even better. Um, so it's like, sure, I'm, I've am i been the only employee managing everything Callie Hansom from like the marketing to like the sales to logistics to the website updates. Like I've social media, I've literally done all that myself. But yeah. at the same time, like I've been able to collaborate with some dope people that have been able to like aid me and and, and help me. So yeah. it's that's it's definitely been. been dope. Yeah you gotta use your connections out here. Nah, <laughs> it's definitely straining though like I will say it's definitely not for the faint of heart because it's like mm-hmm it's just a lot, you know what I mean? Like you're literally not even just the only employee, but you got to think like businesses have, you got to do the finances, you got to do the Mm -hmm. accounting, you got to do the marketing, you got to do the production, you got to do the product development, Mm -hmm. you got to do like logistics, you got to negotiate with suppliers. Like, so it's definitely, it just takes a lot. And I think to your earlier point about like finding a passion is way more important than just being like, hey, I wanna have a business. Let me see like where there's opportunity out there. Like if it's not mm-hmm. tied to a passion, like if for instance my business was based around Q tips, I would have been chalked <laughs> so long ago. Like there's no way I would have been working 16 hours a right. day at my laptop <laughs> for some like Q tips or something that I right. wasn't passionate about. But yeah, because right. I'm like so tied to my passion of like confidence and positive self-esteem, and I found a way to like, you know carry out a mission through the skincare and grooming products like that's what really keeps me going but yeah man it's definitely a lot having an intern has like helped tremendously but uh it's definitely a lot
0: yeah i can imagine so what does your support system like outside of the business world um look like you know do you who, who do you turn to when you're having those stressful days, or, you know, if it's not a person, what do you do to kind of handle those things?
1: Yeah. I mean, fortunately I have great, great people around me that like, sometimes they believe in me more than I believe in myself that really are there to give me that push and that just motivation when I really need it, which happens to be quite often, <laughs> believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like, yeah, I have like my parents who, go hard for me. They super believe in me. Um, my dad's been an entrepreneur pretty much all his life. So I'll like, he understands like when I chat with him or like vent on the phone or even like cry on the phone, he just gets it. He understands. Um, and like, yeah, just the friends that I have around me, like they'll pull up at my crib and bring a bottle of champagne and just let me vent and we'll chat. Um, and then also honestly, like, the love that I get on social media really is quite impactful. And it's because it's like, a lot of times I'll get messages from people that I'm not even like super close to, or even people who like don't even know me, but they're, they'll be such big fans of the work that I'm doing and such big fans of Callie Handsome that like, when I read that shit sometimes or I see the reviews or I'll get a DM, I'm like, yo, like I can't stop. I gotta keep going. like. Mm-hmm. All this frustration and, and, you know, blood, sweat and tears, like it's worth it because it's impacting people and it's impacting this person who just sent the message or the wife who like sent me a DM and wrote a review about how like she got that beer pencil for her husband on Valentine's Day. He, he wore it to their wedding. You know what I mean? Like yo. Just like that. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like you bought this. Your husband wore it to your wedding. And, like, you loved it that much and he loves it this much for you to, like, reach out with a DM and, like, post a picture on my website. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, too, like, when I'm, like, really going through it, I'll just kind of look back at those comments and look back at those reviews and just be like, yo, like, this is this is what it's about. Like, it's not about me. It's about impacting mm-hmm. people's lives, making them feel like the best version of themselves. Uh, and, like, that is the driving force for me. Yeah.
0: You out here changing lives, yo.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to, man. trying to.
0: (laughs) One beard at a time. (laughs) One beard,
1: one one face at a time.
0: Exactly. So, you know, you kind of talked about some of the hardships or, you know, difficult times. What has been the hardest thing about starting your own business and how did you, you know, kind of push past that?
1: Oof. I would say the hardest thing about starting my own business, which is, like, not even like I kind of pushed past it because it's a thing that's just always kind of present is so much is just unknown you know what I mean like so much about like getting a business going operating a business like every single week there's like a new challenge or something that I just like was so unaware of and like don't even know how to navigate like there's just so much there's just so much that I don't know and I still don't know and that there's more that I'm going to find out tomorrow that I don't know, yeah. you know what I mean? That is <laughs> exactly. probably the, the biggest challenge because you can kind of just feel stuck. Like, well, damn, like, I, well, shit, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way that I kind of manage that is literally like research, mm-hmm. literally with the power of the internet, you can literally find a lot of things. So between like researching and then also just asking questions and being resourceful and finding out like, like, you know, for instance, when um, the distribution deal with Express came and I didn't know anything about like contracts and all that with their big legal teams. And I don't really know anything about the law So I like reached out to um one of my friends that's back on the East Coast, who I know works in law now. And it's not like the type of law that she practices, but I was like, look, like I have you, I know this ain't your type of law, but you know way more than I do. Can I at least send you this? And you just let me know if anything jumps out and feels weird to you. You know, like just gotta be resourceful. And like I reached out to her, and this is the person that like we don't even really talk that often, maybe like once, twice a year on each other's birthdays. But I still was just like, look, let me just reach out and see. And she willingly, gladly helped me. You know what I mean? So things pop up all the time that I do not know. But the way around it is just to just be resourceful, ask questions. If you don't know, try to find somebody who does know and just pick their brain. If you can be like, hey, can I like actual question for 10? Like just get 10 minutes of your time and just actual question or like DM them the question. Like, hey, here's what's going on. I ran into this like. Do you know anything about? Are I seen your company kind of went through this, or do you know anything about this? Or do you know someone who might be familiar with this? Like, there's no pride with me at mm-hmm. all. Like, I'm just here trying to <laughs> trying to make something happen, and right. you know, I there's no shame in me one admitting that I don't know something, and two than going and asking somebody to help me. like You gotta take the pride out of it. So that's probably the biggest challenge. There's always gonna be things that you don't know and there's gonna be things that pop up that you don't know how to handle or deal with. And then you just have to be resourceful and figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think that's funny how, well, in my opinion, when you are starting to operate in the things that you're supposed to do, whatever that thing is, how the universe, like you're doing the research and you're, you know, you're, you're seeking out help as well, but also the universe is bringing these people to you. So you're like, hmm, oh, absolutely. I don't know yeah. about that person, but you know, this person actually helps you out, even though you don't talk to them that often. So I think, you know, when we're operating in those spaces, like yeah. the types of conversations I've had, once I am doing the things I'm supposed to do, or I've always wanted to do, it just comes and I'm like, how in the world, <laughs> like did this exactly. happen? But
1: It's confirmation. It really is like just confirmation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and that you aren't crazy for taking that leap or you aren't crazy for like launching that podcast. Like it's just confirmation Mm -hmm. that you're just, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and there's a purpose behind it.
0: Yeah. So what has been the biggest reward, you know, from starting Callie Handsome?
1: um the biggest reward honestly has been the people who have been impacted by it and that reach out like that touches me heavy heavy like there's definitely times where i'll reach i mean it happened last week i had got a dm from somebody that i do not know and it was this message from this guy and like his words like, i literally got a little more like i had to sit down and read it like three times before i responded mm-hmm. and like just hearing about how my products and my company is really like making a difference in people's lives. Like that is the biggest reward. Like that is like, that is everything. That is really, really everything. Um, that's probably the biggest reward. And I think like the, the, the biggest, I guess, more like tangible reward to this point, or not necessarily reward, but like a highlight that I definitely like just, Cherish a lot too is the fact that we got this distribution deal with Express and the way this thing even unfolded is like because Express reached out to me like I didn't reach out to them they came to me and Callie Handsome and asked if they could carry our products, which wow. is crazy to me. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's because like one of their um vice presidents, he remembered I used to intern at American Eagle like I don't know eight nine years ago and he was i wasn't even his intern but he was there at the same time i was there he remembered Mm -hmm. my work ethic he remembered my personality and he's just like you know i didn't know it at the like i didn't know it prior to the express deal but he had been following my career with cali handsome since i started developing it and when he just loved the things that we were doing he loved how the customers responded to it and he like literally mentioned my name in a meeting and that's how that distribution deal got started so the fact of like somebody that I hadn't spoken to yeah. in almost a decade literally pushed for me and vouched for me in a room that I wasn't even in. And my products got that distribution deal with a major retailer, like, retailer, like express, like that is, that's huge for me. Not only because of it's a distribution deal with the major retailer, but because of like the way it came about and the fact that like this guy championed me when the last time he saw me was 10 years ago. So yeah. The that universe.
0: Was... We were just talking about it's the universe. Exactly. That's what it does. Come on, God.
1: Exactly. Come on, God. Nah, you know, fast. Big
0: fast. So do. Um, so, we're about to wrap up, but I kind of want to ask you, this is kind of going on a little tangent, but, yeah. you know, I think in society, sometimes there's this big push on being an entrepreneur and owning your own business and starting from the ground up. And, Yeah. there's like this comparison between that and working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. And I want to know if at any point in your career, you felt um, that type of pressure as far as I have to start my own business. This is the only way to really be successful. Um, And then like, just what do you think about that debate between, you know, owning your own business and having a nine to five? Because a lot of times nine to fives or having a nine to five is seen as a negative thing in comparison to owning your own
1: business. Right, right. Overall, I think that debate is ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. for anybody to make somebody else feel bad because they're working a nine-to-five instead of being, like, an entrepreneur launching their own business, like, that is just crazy to me. I think everybody has their own route and, and also most of the people that are like, Oh, I'm entrepreneurs. I'm launching my business. I got my LLC set up. That's mm-hmm. where they stop. <laughs> like <laughs> they'll get this LLC set up. They might set up the Instagram page, might take a photo shoot or two. Yeah. But they don't really have the grit what it takes to like launch a business. Like it is really hard to launch and run your own business. And like, also until my whole realization moment of like wanting to have a premium skincare brand and couldn't find one until that experience i didn't intend to launch my own brand at all like mm-hmm. i didn't intend to just be an entrepreneur you know what i mean i was very much so like in a track outside of like art and arts and all that type of stuff but in terms of like a professional work sense like i foresaw myself having like a corp- like a corner office one day being like the global mm-hmm. brand president of some amazing company you know what i mean i think there's a lot of merit in that there's definitely a lot to admire and accomplish and people doing things like that as well um so i mean that was literally my track you know growing up and even like in college and after college like i always saw me taking more of the corporate route and and you know and flexing with it like not feeling yeah. bad about it i never felt like less than because i wasn't starting a business Like I said, it just so happened to, I ended up at a point in my life where I wanted a product that wasn't on the market. So I I had to make it. And when it caught fire and other people felt the same thing and wanted it too, like it just, it kind of took on a life of its own. So I I, I think that whole debate is ridiculous. Um, It is. I think it was the first part of that question.
0: No, that was it. It was just like, what did you think about,
1: uh, or oh, gotcha. uh,
0: I asked you, did you feel that pressure from society to, to choose or go in a certain direction?
1: That oh, gotcha. Like, yeah. No, nah. no, nah, I didn't feel pressure from society at all. It literally was just, it organically happened for me.
0: Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't know. I think like to your point and like listening to your whole story, it really just depends on your journey and where you are like sometimes exactly. it may take you this route sometimes it may take you this other route but you know either way you have to make a decision and, and you know figure out what works best for you so
1: exactly Listen, so, i got nine to five friends that are making some money like i, already know. I got some nine to five friends that are making I already some know. like they Same. are making money they are living better <laughs> than me i can <laughs> And I will also say going along with that is this shit is like, I do not intend to run my company for the rest of my life. Like I can mm-hmm. guarantee you I will be one of those founders that like builds the <laughs> business and then sells the business for, <laughs> for somebody out. else to operate. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is just not the life that I first, at least at this point at, at a, as of, you know, May of 2021, I I don't foresee myself wanting to be the CEO (laughs) of Mm -hmm. any company for a long-term period of time. I mean, that's
0: honest. I'm glad you said that because again, there's this perception or really, I don't know. I don't know why there's this perception of what uh, a business owner looks like. What does the life with the product or whatever they're selling what that looks like or what that relationship looks like. And I'm like, y'all, a lot of these people, they build it up and then they dip out and they start something else or they chill or whatever it is. So yeah, you know, yeah. those things can look so many different ways. Um, So my last question is just, you know, do you have any advice or what advice would you share to anyone out there who is thinking about, you know, starting their own business or who is currently, Starting their own business
1: and maybe struggling a little bit, but you know, what advice do you have for the yeah. people out there? If I will answer them separately, uh, for the people who are thinking about starting a business, I would say really question yourself on why you're starting this business and making sure it's is really tied to a passion and purpose. I don't think anybody should just start a business for the sake of starting a business. Um, Because it's going to be really tough, and if you're not really rooted in that company and not really passionate about it, like there's going to be times where you're just like, yeah, no, hell no, I ain't doing this. You know what I mean? So, if you're thinking about starting a business, I would say find a passion and don't worry about if there's already people doing it. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I want to start this. You know, even when I wanted to start a skincare company, there's people like, oh, well, there's already skincare brands out there, and there's already this, there's Bevel, there's Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter. Like if you're passionate about something and you really feel like it's necessary and it's needed in the market space, then I say go forward and do it. Like there's a million and one women's cosmetic brands, and still new ones are launched every single week. So find something you're passionate about it, and don't overly concern yourself with like if there are. brands already out there like with products like that and then for the people who have already started businesses advice that I would give them especially if you're like young in your business not young in age but like your business is newer like less than three years now mm-hmm. I would say pivot as much as you can and as much as you need to and as fast as you can like change directions switch like if you you know even your marketing my marketing now is so different than what it was when we first launched and that's because like when we first launched i had an idea in my mind of what a men's skincare brand should look like and should feel like and Mm -hmm. you know after putting that out and just like you know you know just working on the brand more and seeing like what really is the true brand personality we were able to just pivot and try different things with our marketing until we got it right until we found like what vibe really lands number one, most authentic to the brand. And then number two, it really resonates with our audience. So pivot and pivot quickly. Even me launching this MVP beard pencil, like that is something that like, you know, you can do when you own a brand. And it's just like the skincare was great. And no, this is not a skincare product, but it's a product that I believe in that I feel will help a lot of people. And so I decided to develop it and put it out. And now it's like literally the best thing, smoking, driving the company right now. So just yeah. pivot quickly, don't feel bad about changing your mind or changing directions about marketing or even products that you want to invest in. Even if you want to change like the name or feel, vibe of yeah. your, your company or whatever, like literally don't feel bad about it, especially when you are a young brand like that is that's. That's the bonus. That's the advantage of being a young brand that you'll never have again. Like yeah. once your brand's been on the market for 10, 20 years, you can't just up and be like, Hey, I know our core colors is blue, but now we're changing to orange. Like you can't you can't do Definitely. that ten years down the line. But when you're a new brand, you can change as many times as you want. You can speak to your customers as many different ways as you want until you find what lands for you. So Yeah. Yo, that's great advice. It also
0: seems like you have to be kind of open to changing too. Cause like you said, you may have had you may have this idea of what the brand or whatever marketing campaign should be. But yeah. you know, after consulting or talking to other people, they're like, oh, this is the direction you should go. And you have to be open to that as well. Yeah, you me, you, you
1: know. can't take it, take things like, you got to take the personal stuff out of it at some point. Like yeah. if you, if you're having like marketing or like even just captions and text that's not resonating with people and not resonating with who you say your audience is like Mm you gotta like take your personal feelings about things out of it and really look at the situation for what it is like okay this is not landing for this audience so like is this my actual audience yeah or like hey like this marketing is just not landing like are these visuals actually dope are people actually getting it like i like i get it in my head or do i need to like change it. Like you, you really got to take your personal feelings out of it and just look at it from like, it is what it is. Like the numbers don't lie the customers. Don't lie. If it's landing, people will buy, but if people are not buying, you need to go back to the drawing board and see like this video is not as enticing as I thought it would be. You know what I mean? And be honest with yourself about that and spend less time trying to justify why you are right. And Hmm. more time trying to get it right. Okay. You're preaching, huh? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a journey, man. It's been a right. journey. I've had, cool. uh, I've had my bumps and bruises, and I still got some open wounds and cuts now. Yeah. So it's definitely Yo, a time.
0: I love it. Yo, Rocky, thanks so much for you know sharing your your take on you know starting a business, the ups and downs during our overthought today. It's been, I may start a business yeah. now. I don't know. I wasn't really <laughs> wanting to do that, but <laughs> well, I don't same, know. Man right so our next segment is just our um usually we will have our um, listener questions at this portion but you know this month is mental health awareness month as you may know and Mm -hmm. you know i'm just asking everyone on the i'm asking everyone on the show this month you know what steps do you take to check in with your mental health so that's my question for you
1: yeah i am huge on journaling Mm I have a journal and I don't write in my journal every single day, um, but just when I'm compelled to, and most of the times it's like when I'm in like, I'm either in like a really good headspace and overflowing, or I'm like usually going through like a rough headspace. Um, so like sometimes I might write in my journal, like this week, I think I wrote in it three times in one week, but there's also been times where I like, the I've gone to write in my journal and saw that, oh crap, like the last entry was a year ago so um i've been there yeah yeah so i'm big into like journaling that's something that uh, a mentor recommended to me when i was in college and going through a lot so for me i journal um i also am a big fan of a morning routine for me personally it's you know the first few minutes and moments of my day is not consumed with any media or any emails like it's really mine like i'm getting Mm -hmm. up I'm having my cup of tea or my cup of coffee and I'm like reading whatever book I want to read. And that's me for at least a good 45 minutes. And that's just kind of how I ease into the day. I don't like to be pushed into the day. I don't like to start my day frantic or trying to meet deadlines or trying to like get X, Y, and Z done. Mm -hmm. I like to just like settle, ground myself and then like ease into my day until I hit my stride. So between easing into my day journaling and, um, exercise not necessarily like lifting i do that a lot but that's not really like a mental health thing running mm-hmm. is a mental health thing like there's definitely times where if i don't run or get in my like you know cardio whether it's outside or on a treadmill like i can become a bit mentally hazy where it's like clouded thoughts and kind of hard to have clarity of thought so makes sense. Again, that's that's just me thing so i would say yeah Journaling, my morning routine, and running. Those are three things that are keys, 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 keys to my mental health. Nice.
0: Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I try to journal,
1: but it's
0: hard sometimes. Just, you know, but I think a lot of it requires you to slow down. So, kind of like you were saying, even taking the 45 minutes in the morning to yourself, you can use that to do nothing. You can use it to journal. You can use it to meditate, whatever. So, yeah, you also got to take
1: the pressure out of it. Like, I think True. sometimes people put so much pressure on themselves. Like, oh, if I'm a journal, I got to journal every day. Then they're like, oh, crap, I haven't journaled in a week. Dang, I just fell off the bandwagon. Maybe I'll start it mm-hmm. again in a few months. Like, it don't, like, journal when you feel like you want to journal, whether it's like a year in between or like a day in between or a month in between. Like, yeah. I don't have no timers telling me to journal, no schedule telling me to journal. It's literally whenever it, it lands on my heart where I'm like, ugh, I need to write. I need mm-hmm. to write thoughts out, get them out my head. Like that's when I have that feeling. That's when I journal.
0: Makes sense. No pressure. No pressure. No. So, thanks for that advice. Um, So, tell the people where they can find you if you want them to find you. (laughs) Yeah, come find me. Come pull up on me. (laughs) Come pull up.
1: (laughs) Pull up on me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at at the rocky collins. That's T H E. R O C K Y C O L L I N S. Um, I'm also on YouTube. You can find me, my YouTube channel. You can just look up my name, Rocky Collins. Um, I haven't been able to customize it yet. They're giving me a little bit of a hard time, but you know, YouTube channel's mm-hmm. up there. It's lit. And then Callie Handsome, you can find it at CallieHandsome.com and it's Callie, like California, C A L I. And then Handsome is missing the first two vowels. So it's H. N-D-S-M-E So it's CallieHansom.com and then that's also the Instagram at Handsome.
0: Cool. And I'll also I'll probably put some of that information into the details of the show so check that out if you want to get the spelling and links and everything So, you know, our last segment before we get out of here is called Team Who Um, You don't know what I'm going to say so, (laughs) you know, we have (laughs) two two sections here and you have to pick one of them, um, or two choices. So I'm just going to keep it simple. I usually have a little story with it, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm going to have a story with it. Actually, it's going to be short. So, you know, you get up for, (laughs) you're getting ready for breakfast and you know, mom's made you, you know, the classic grits, eggs, bacon. I don't know if you eat those things, but you probably eat grits. Now, are you going into the cupboard to grab the sugar or the salt? So are you team sugar on grits or team salt on grits? Or don't tell us your explanation.
1: Yeah. Okay. Team sugar. Team sugar. Okay. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll
0: get into the to the reasons in a second. So, um, yo. That's all we have for today's show. Huge, huge thank you to Rocky for joining us today. Be sure to cop that Callie hey. Handsome for your life. Father's yeah. Day is coming up. I use it myself. I've been using it for a little minute. You know, hey. I love the way it smells. It's, it's given me all the things I need it to give me. Uh, remember to subscribe to The Great Overthinker on Apple and Spotify podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is The Great Overthinker. If you have any listener questions or would like to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website, thegreatoverthinker.com. Okay, that's all we have for y'all today. Thank you again, Rocky. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you. Y'all have a great week, a great weekend. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, guys.